Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co-host religious demonologist Adam Bly and hopefully you today. We're inviting you to call in. We are live today receiving your calls on the joy of Advent coming up on Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is Latin for rejoice, Adam, and this is going to be an exciting episode of the spirit world and we're counting on our spirit world listeners to call in. But before I give the number, Adam, we always begin with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Adam. So we're talking, we titled the show today, The Joy of Advent. Uh, tomorrow is Gaudete Sunday. I just shared that in Latin, that means rejoice. So we're, obviously, we're talking about joy, interior joy. So Adam, you're going to do a little brief teaching on this, but it's very uh, powerful. We actually had uh, some uh, talks about this topic earlier. And boy, oh boy, was it deep, folks. So it's, it's fascinating. So listen in, but we also want you to call us. And here is the number because Libby and Carol, they're waiting to answer your calls. And it's going to be an exciting show for all to listen to. We want to thank the affiliates and EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network for carrying the spirit world. So we full participation will really make this amazing third Sunday of Advent, very different for all of us if we can listen in and learn and grow. So here's the number, 877-757-9424. We're talking about joy today, 877-757-9424. And also, if you want to leave a comment on Facebook, you can join uh, the family there, grow the family there at the Spirit World Podcast. You can also email us. It's super easy. It is just TSW. TSW stands for the Spirit World at GRN. That stands for Guadalupe Radio Network. Here go the phones. You guys are amazing. You're so quick. Okay. Uh, GRN stands for Guadalupe Radio Network. That's who produces this show. And we're so happy about that. Uh, online.com. So I'll read the whole email address. TSW at grnonline.com. Okay, Adam, take it away. T teach us about joy. Okay, Deb. So we start with our human nature and, and kind of our default human tendency is to worry about the future. This is because, you know, as, as people living in time and in the world, we want security, we want predictability, we want to avoid pain. Uh, we want life to go well, and we want that sense of security. But the reality is the future is always unknown. And difficulties and loss do sometimes happen. That's just the reality of our of our human existence in a fallen world. So how do we resolve this? How does God teach us to resolve this problem of our basic human nature? Well, he gives us that solution throughout the Bible. And the solution is, in fact, joy. So we can start by thinking of Mary. 
when Gabriel came to her in this, you know, as and we think about these things in the Advent season, right? Gabriel came to her. She says yes to his message that Gabriel gave her about her bearing Jesus and bringing him into the world. As soon as she said yes, Gabriel just departs. There's no promises of ease. There's no comforting words. There's no assurances to her that things are going to be easy or go well. He just departs as soon as she says yes. In fact, think about it. Her poverty continued. The Holy Family was persecuted. She gave birth in a cave amongst animals. And she went on, sadly, to watch her son tortured and killed in front of her at the end of his life. So if Mary, who is the mother of God, was not spared life's pains and challenges, who are we to presume that we should be? So the reality of life, even for Mary, is that life is difficult. But then how did she solve that? How does she solve that? Well, she solves it through trusting the words that Gabriel gave, that the Messiah is coming, that re the Redeemer is coming, there's going to be redemption. So joy for us, before we get deeper now into the biblical, is basically the, our definition is the emotion from the prospect of possessing what one desires. It's not happiness about right now. It's not great. I won the lottery. I feel elated. It's a sense of the prospect of a future event. And in that sense, it's the opposite of worry. Worry is a thought about a future event that's negative. Joy is a is a thought and emotion that comes from thinking of the positive in the future. Okay, so that's our modern definition. The biblical definition is very similar, but it's richer in meaning. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go to the biblical, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt just for one second. You said something twice about the future. Uh, so you're, you're, are you trying to say that joy is, is when we think about the future, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a reaction to an optimistic viewpoint on the future, essentially. Okay. Now, in the Bible, joy is an attitude that we choose to adopt. We make a rational choice and we choose to adopt that, kind of like when we choose to trust Jesus. It's not based on the here and now, but it's based on God's love and his promises to us. So, a few examples. Let's go to the Old Testament real quick. The Jews were rejoicing when Moses brought them out of Egypt. But yet here they are, they're being taken out into a desert, they're hungry, they're homeless, they're probably thirsty, they're uncomfortable, they're living in tents. But here they are rejoicing. They're, they're described as feeling joy. They're far from the promised land. They don't know how long it's going to take. But there it is in Psalm 105, verse 43, that the Jews rejoiced. They're taken out of Egypt, out of the, you know, yes, there was slavery, there was labor. But they're taken out of that basically stable existence into the desert, yet they have joy. Okay. In another example, we see the Jews oppressed by foreign nations at various times. But what did they stay focused on? They, stay, they stayed focused on their future when the Redeemer would come and the eternal joy that they would experience with the Redeemer when that happened. This is Isaiah 51 verse 11. So when we see the Jews oppressed, when we see them heading out into the desert, they're looking to this positive future. They're joyful about that in the midst of those difficulties. When Jesus was born, he is described by the angel as, quote, good news of great joy will be for all people. The description of his birth is that it is the good news that this great joy will be future, will be for all people. This is Luke 2 verse 11. So 
When Jesus is entering the world, the angel describes it as a forward-looking joy. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus gives us the context and meaning of the word joy. He says, when people reject you and persecute you for following me, rejoice and be very glad because your reward is great in heaven. This is Matthew 5 verse 12. Again, looking forward, Jesus is saying, now that I've come, the Messiah has come, even now there's going to be persecution and difficulty. Life is not going to be easy until you get to heaven. We get another clue from Paul when he writes to the Philippians. He's imprisoned. He's facing possible execution. He's probably been beaten. He's in a terrible situation. And what does he write to the Philippians about? He writes about the joy of the faith in Philippians 1.25. And he talks about rejoicing in the Lord while he's sitting in a prison cell waiting to possibly be executed. He talks about the joy of the Lord in Philippians 3.1. Okay, so... It is Jesus' presence with us now today and that understanding of that future relation with him that gives us joy right now in this, in this life, in this pilgrimage on earth. Why do we have joy in anticipation of that? Because we know Jesus overcame death for us. And so there's no circumstances in life that should truly take away our joy. Now, I know that's easy to say, but it's true. For the Christian, Joy becomes reasonable in the darkest of circumstances because we are looking forward to that promised relationship with Jesus in the future. And you know, Deb, I'm sure you could come up with others, but the saint that came to mind for me immediately was Maximilian Kolbe, right? He oh, was, yeah. yeah, he was, <laughs> you know, and if, for people that don't know, he volunteered at the concentration camps in World War II mm -hmm. to take the place of somebody else uh, and eventually was... They tried to starve him to death, and eventually he was executed by an injection. Yet, in the, in the face of all that and that experience, they're singing hymns. Yep. Um, he's, you know, helping people. He's hearing confessions. Um, there's conversions going on. So, does all that mean that we just pretend suffering isn't there? No, that's not the Christian message. We don't ignore sorrow. We don't pretend that it's not there, and Paul doesn't either. Paul gives us clarity on this. He also writes about the grief that he was experiencing. He writes about his grief and feeling sorrowful, yet rejoicing in 2 Corinthians uh, book 6, verse 10. He talks about being sorrowful, yet rejoicing. He's putting them right in the same sentence. So it's not that we pretend it's not there. So the Christian acknowledges pain. Pain is part of our fallen condition in life but we trust in Jesus is the key. This trust gives us joy about our future with God, made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus, a future where he will wipe away every tear from the eyes, and there shall be no more death and mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. Wow, powerful. St. Maximilian Kolbe, pray for us. Pray for wow, us. amazing. Okay, we're gonna get to Virginia and the others. You can call us. We're talking about joy today. Please ask your question, make your comment by calling 877-757-9424. We'll get to your phones on the other side of this break on The Spirit World. You can always email us, tsw at grnonline.com. But somehow connect with us or go on Facebook at the spirit world podcast and tell all your friends that facebook is growing there we'll be right back have you heard about life coaching hi this is coach felicity with your stand tall today coaching minute 
Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue, you're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Like they do many other Marian dogmas, Protestants reject Mary as the mother of God because they don't think it's scriptural. But if there's any Marian dogma that's biblical, it's Mary the mother of God. Consider Luke 1.43, where Elizabeth greets Mary as the mother of my Lord. As any Bible student knows, Lord is the title that the Jews used for Yahweh. But Protestants object that Lord can also be used for an earthly ruler. Although this is true, I think the context suggests the divine usage. The three times the word is used before verse 43, verses 28, 32, and 38, and the three times it's used after verse 43, verses 46, 58, and 68, it's used in reference to Almighty God. So does the Bible teach Mary is the mother of God? You bet it does. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Today, Sunday, rejoice the joy of Advent. That's what we're talking about today. And Adam walked us through a, a very wonderful understanding of looking to the future, looking ahead. You know, Adam, I just want to, before we get to the phones, and I want to encourage our Spirit World listeners to call in. We are receiving your calls today. You can do what Virginia just did. She called 877-757-9424, and she will be our first caller today. But you can follow Virginia and the others. All you have to do is speak to um, to Libby and... Um, Libby and Carol, and actually, I think some of the Spirit World listeners are trying to get in touch with me. Uh, no, actually, call this line, call the uh, the uh, phone line for GRN. That's that is more important. That's the way you're going to get your comment in. It's easier that way, folks. So eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Okay, so make your call and you'll speak to Libby and Carol. They're wonderful to talk to and uh, they'll, you'll, they'll chat with you for a few minutes. They'll put you on hold. You'll get to listen live and you'll jump right into uh, the discussion about interior joy. I appreciate all the comments coming in to me uh, personally. 
you guys, but it's better if you send them in on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast, or you can email us tsw at grnonline.com, or better yet, call us and we can hear your beautiful voice. I know you're probably shopping or or attending things that you have to um, go to this weekend. I understand that, but if maybe if you want to make a comment, you can pull over safely to the side of the road and make your uh, question or ask your question or make your comment and um, it'll be better for Adam and I to to talk with you for a few minutes. Okay, Adam, any last uh, last words or comments about joy and then or we'll go right to Virginia. Well, you know, just something a little unrelated that I noticed this morning because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't keeping track of it, but tomorrow is Pope Francis's birthday, December 17th. That's right. He's going to be 87. And of course, we are always uh, encouraged to pray for the Holy Father. So, um, you know, on his birthday, please pray for him and pray that he have a great birthday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And pray for him to have re- restored health. It's very, mm-hmm. I tell you, when you're under the weather and not feeling good and your body's not responding, it's tough to do um, a lot of work and a lot of ministry work. And so we really have to pray that he stays stays healthy and strong. Okay, um, you can, we do have a couple open phone lines, 877-757-9424. Okay, I can't resist. I'm going to have to just before, Virginia, hang on one more second. We, I am getting comments coming in like crazy and here's what everybody's saying they want you adam and we'll address this in a little bit they want Mm -hmm. you to talk about this idea when saints would say things like look ahead look up you know look beyond your problem or were they trying to point us past what we were going through and stay in that future phase of joy rather than the immediate emotion of happiness that's what's coming in on my phone mm. like it's kind of blowing up people want to know how do we get to that level of you know keeping our mindset on the future but think about that for a minute mm-hmm. adam because we have virginia waiting so patiently in dallas texas listening on guadalupe radio network hi virginia welcome to the spirit world Chris, how are you Okay, start start again, Virginia. It clipped a little bit at the beginning. One, one more time. Uh, good morning, my friends. Good morning. good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling in, to, and go right ahead. Yes. Um, I'm accompanying some of my friends that are going through very difficult hardships, like unemployment, you know, being laid off, um, the death of a loved one, or even going through a vicious divorce. And it's just so difficult for them to not fall into depression. And I just tell them, you know, one practice that helps me a lot is go to adoration and just think of the Apostle uh, John that rested his heart, his head on Jesus' heart all the time was at Jesus' heart. If you see pictures of the Last Supper, John is right there at Jesus' heart. So just rest on Jesus' heart or get on his lap or even on his shoulder. Just think about doing this in adoration and that would give you a lot of peace the other thing is St. Paul I love St. Paul because he rejoices in the hardships mm-hmm. how many times he was beat up close to getting killed and he didn't die and he's always just finding the joy in the difficulties and he has a scripture where he says I had abundance and I have lots of everything and I like he has been in both sides of the spectrum when we're happy because we are being taken care of or we are lacking everything and he just found a way to be joyful and mm-hmm. you know when you 
that point that you can find joy, not because of happiness that you're going through, but because of faith. Faith mm-hmm. that God loves so much and that He's got you. Maybe you're going through a difficulty because God is giving you a new life and the spiritual, you know, birth. And birth is always painful. There's labor. There's work to do. But if you are just trusting in God, that He's your provider, that He's got you, that the future will be brighter, that you will be stronger, you'll be uh, more alive, you'll be different, you'll be a new creation once you pass through the difficulties, that trusting God is going to give you joy. Not because you're looking into the future, but because you are assured like a baby that you're going to be fed, cleaned up, and taken care of. We need to have that trust baby has in their parents. We need to have that trust in God that He's got us. He's going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Virginia, before Adam responds, I just wanted to say you you tapped into exactly what I was um, getting from the comments that were coming in um, by by way of of messaging. Um, it, it's so true. You tapped into it, and here's what was what what everybody was feeling and and thinking of as Adam was was speaking about joy. They were saying that, yes, we're going to face all of these problems, like you shared, Virginia, medical issues and of your friends and divorce and th- sadness, sorrow, loss, everything, right? And one of the things, and I want Adam to comment on this, because I think, Virginia, you, ta- you uh, nailed it, and so did the messages that are coming in right now from all of our Spirit World listeners, because they're saying, I think what really triggered it, Virginia, is when Adam said that um, Gabriel um, uh, came to the Blessed Mother and, and, and then abruptly left, and, and she was left with um, still a lot of sadness, sorrow, and things she had to go through, right? And so I think it triggered everybody, and they thought, wow, that's, that's kind of like what happens to us. We, we, can't really, we can't really see what's going on in the future. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we are, made to, uh, we are made to be faithful and to trust. So Adam, um, let me... Let me ask you this question on behalf of what Virginia is saying and how she interacts and ministers to her friends and also what all the comments that are coming in. Is it possible? I want to try to tap into this part of it, Adam, in the, in, in the demon side of things. Is that, is that the reason why the demons so quickly jump on having us see kind of a black hole of the future? And what I mean by that is, when you are going, and I know this firsthand, Virginia, that's why when you're saying this, this, this just got me too. When you went, like I, when I went through my divorce, Adam, I couldn't see anything going forward. I felt like I was, I was dying and I could, and everybody would say to me, Debbie, it's going to get better, or this too will pass. They would say all these, all these statements to me and I'd say, I can't see anything. It's all dark. Mm-hmm. Is do the demons rush in and try to force you into that despair side so you can't even see an ounce of joy? Do you see where I'm going with this? Sure. You know, Deb. One of the things, at least for us, um, that we use a lot at, at our sessions is a copy of the Divine Mercy image. You know, the Jesus I trust in you, the painting, a small copy of that. You know. It's not required to use icons, of course, um, but some people do. And one of the things that I've seen has been a transformative step for people's freedom 
is the trusting of Jesus, even in the midst of the extraordinary suffering that they're going through. And, and these people are kind of going through one of the worst spiritual sufferings, physical, spiritual, all of it, uh, that you could go through. And it seems that one of the things Jesus wants for them in terms of their conversion is that trusting in, in him, even in the midst of that, which, you know, believe me, uh, we couldn't, I don't want to burden people, we couldn't convey how terrible it is to be in that, to be in that condition of being possessed. But even in the midst of that, that is one of the keys that Jesus seems to want is the trust in him. And so when we've brought that little painting that little copy of the divine mercy image. And sometimes we'll place the hand of the person on that while the demon is, is operating the body. Um, they are absolutely terrified and repulsed by that because it represents trust in Jesus. It represents faith in the future with Jesus. And yes, you're right. One of the temptations is to despair. Um, you know, um, that's, they are the opposite of all that is God. And so they want the opposite. And, and they will say it over and over. He doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. Look, you know, he's, he's allowed us to do these things to you. Uh, you're not worthy of him or, you know, he's, he's given up on you. They want people to give up on Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because yeah. if, they, if they do, that's really key because that's the act of the will, which is where the battleground really goes on in the spirit, in the, in the act of the will. So, yes, um, divine mercy is a great place to go in terms of if you're really struggling in those moments, like what you described, Deb, um, one of the places to go is to divine mercy because that is about trusting him in spite of the fact of what you're going through, whatever it is. But wouldn't you say though, and Virginia, see if, if, if this is true when you are talking to your friends, wouldn't you say though that you have to practice that? I mean, I'm not exactly uh, OCD in that sense, but I probably say, Jesus, I trust in you a thousand times a day because you have to practice it. Otherwise, it is too easy to go to that dark place of saying nothing's going to ever change. It's never going to feel better. Nothing's going to be right. Everything's messed up. You know, it, it's a, it's really it's really an interesting place to be and a very fragile place. Would you, what, what do you think, Virginia, your comments? Um, I was uh, remembering a very dark time in my life when I fell into depression because my husband got laid off and we had just given birth to our ninth baby. And I just felt very much in despair. And um, I didn't want to be homeless with nine kids. Mm. It still brings me feelings. Um, and so one of my friends says, you've got to go to the doctor. You're not doing well. Every time somebody asks, how are you doing? I would just burst into tears. And so um, I went to church. I did go to the doctor, got into meds, but that meds tells you that you could uh, commit suicide if, you know, if the meds is not good for you or whatever. I, I guess that this, distance, this medication doesn't really promise me that I'm going to feel better. It's telling me, okay, take it. It might make you feel better, but there's a possibility that you might feel worse and commit suicide. And I thought, I don't feel safe taking this medication. I took it a couple of times, but I went to adoration, and I just knelt before the Pieta. The Pieta is where Mother Mary has Jesus mm -hmm. just taken down the cross on her lap. And she's very sorrowful looking at the dead body of Jesus. And I just knelt there for three hours, Debbie. And I thought, my sorrow is nothing compared to this woman's sorrow. Mm. Mother Mary really has a sorrow. This is the Son of God 
holy. And look at what we've done to him. And and then looking at the wounds of Jesus, I thought, I have no excuse to be sad. That took my depression away, just meditating before this gigantic statue that my church has. And then I go back to my friend and she says, what did you do? I said, I just went to other Eastern for three, three hours in front of the theater. <laughs> and realized I'm sad about something very small because my deep sorrow was nothing compared to Mother Mary's sorrow or Jesus. And I thought they really have an authentic sorrow. I have a worldly sorrow that will pass. So when you compare your deep sorrow to their sorrow, there's a huge absence. It's just like un abismo. It's huge, the difference. Mother Mary is a giant. Jesus is a giant. He's teaching us so much if we just look and listen and feel. But Virginia, that was you, you, that was you, yeah, but Virginia, you were the person that is um, imparting major um, spiritual nuggets for all of us today. I hope you realize that because you communicated what you just shared from your lived experience, you communicated worldwide. Do you know how many souls you probably helped today? Because you said, I went and meditated and I realized what I was going through was not as big as what our Blessed Mother has gone through. And I can do this. And you, you, you did that. You did the act. Um, you made the intention. The, you you uh, practiced it. You focused. You meditated. You elevated yourself out of what you were going through. And that is so beautiful. And you shared that with us today. I just want to say thank you, Adam. Yeah, exactly, Deb. I, that's a grace-filled moment, Virginia. Not to make you feel self-conscious at all. We're all just people here um, doing this. But yeah, thank you very much for sharing because that's 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 exactly what we were praying for before the show, that somebody who had found joy and transformation in the context of our human trials would call in. So that's a grace from God, and thank you for thank you for saying yes to God. We have a living God. He loves us, and we just need to find a way to experience it. And we don't experience it because we're so busy, so busy. But it's through the grace of God that we receive graces. You know, I want to help. And so if I was able to help today, that makes me happy. That brings me joy. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Thank you, Virginia. God bless you. And thank you so much for calling in on the spirit world. Stay in touch with us for sure. And have a beautiful rest of your Advent season. Okay, Virginia, just read that phone line, and uh, you can call in at 877-757-9424. We are taking your calls today on the joy of Advent, interior joy, Gaudete Sunday. It's so wonderful. Rejoice. Let's talk about it. So please uh, call in, 877-757-9424. Yes, you can email us, tsw at grnonline.com or on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. On the other side of the break, we will continue with uh, David and Lou and the others. So it's so wonderful that you guys are calling in. Thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. I know that uh, Libby and Carol are super excited to answer your phones. Adam and I will be right back. Stay with us on the Spirit World.
This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. Since we are all children, we all associate Christmas with Christmas presents. G.K. Chesterton says that everything looks better when it's a gift. A gift is something we don't deserve. If we deserved it, it would not be a gift. And that's why the only possible response to a gift is gratitude. And that is why we hear in the Mass, as we will hear at Christ's Mass, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Everything we have is a gift. And that is why Chesterton says, thanks is the highest form of thought. That's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. The best kind of giving, says Chesterton, is thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Dan Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. You still have time to join us if you'd like to make a phone call, 877-757-9424. You guys are so amazing. I love the Spirit World listeners. Um, You guys are incredible. You love to participate in these live call-in shows, and I appreciate it so very much. And I wasn't trying to um, dissuade you from from contacting us. I just wanted to make sure all of your comments come in in the proper way so we can um, address them on air so Adam has a chance to respond as well. If you just just get in touch with me, then I may not be able to transfer your message to Adam. Adam. And so we want uh, Adam to see everything as well. So that's why you guys, um, so I just wanted to let you know that because uh, a lot of comments are coming in, Adam, about joy. Um, and it's very interesting, but we're going to go back to the phones. And because we have a, I really believe the Holy Spirit is moving at great speed today because let's li- really listen up because I believe this was a Holy Spirit led um, caller to to come in on, on air with us today. So let's go to Lucas. Lucas is is near Hansville, Alabama on Spirit Radio. Lucas, well, first-time caller, welcome to the Spirit World. All right, thank you very much. Go right, go right ahead. All right, well, uh, 
there's numerous reasons why I called in just by listening to the the last caller and talking about joy, happiness. Uh, that one individual said like, oh, she didn't want to become homeless, which I completely get that. I've been, I'm homeless right now. And uh, I live in my car. And one of the reasons why I'm actually here in Hansville is because, um, well, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from the South. I'm from the Midwest and I didn't want to live in my car and in Wisconsin during the winter time. So I, I came to the South and finding a Catholic community in the South is not the easiest thing. Like you could find a church that has maybe 10, 20 people in it. And it was just really frustrating for me because I wanted more of a community and something that actually like daily mass was really something that I was really striving to, that, that I was looking for. And I was researching, couldn't find it. And, uh, about a month and a half ago, for some reason, I was, uh, when I was in, a, I had got a hotel room. For some reason, I looked up Catholic jobs online. And kind of like one of the reasons why I said for some reason is I've been doing a vagabond lifestyle as well, kind of like living in my car. I was helping individuals that were, that needed help. And if they wanted to pay me, they could pay me whatever they want, however they want. And that's actually how I've been surviving is just, by helping other people and if they wanted to to compensate me glorious but um so for some some reason i typed in catholic jobs online and i found a job here in hansville alabama i applied to it and i thought like you know what instead of calling the follow-up i'm just going to drive the three and a half hours and i'm going to follow up myself and so i came here and every single time i went to this job the person, the manager that was doing the hiring was busy doing something, whether if it was the Christmas party or setting up decorations or doing whatever it is that they were doing, they were just, they were not there. And then I uh, bumped into somebody that actually does work there and they said, oh yeah, they just hired somebody. And they talked to them about me and they never got my application because it just, one other person didn't forward my application. So they never actually received my application. And I'm, I thought to myself, it's like, you know what? Christ brought me here. Like that was by me going, for some reason, I typed in Catholic jobs. For some reason, Christ brought me here. And the only thing that I can actually like logically explain is I finally found the community that I was looking for in the South. So that like granted 20 degrees at night, I'm, I'm used to that now, but it, it, it beats the Midwest. But I finally found that community. Christ led me here. And now it's, like, why else am I here outside of that? And so that joy and happiness is just the uh, happiness is temporary. And in my eyes, it can be bought. Like, I'm very happy when I can get myself a hotel room. That's, that makes me really happy. But the the joy, I'm like, right now, I'm just sitting in a McDonald's parking lot piggybacking off their Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm happy. Like, I'm joyful I, I know that my trust like you said that you uh asked jesus like i trust in you jesus like thousands of times a day i i'm learning that the more with every single day that goes by my trust in him gets stronger and stronger and i know that uh tomorrow i don't have to worry about tomorrow kind of like what he was saying on the sermon on the mount i believe it was the sermon on the mount it was just don't Trust in tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to wear today. And trust me, I do not worry about what I'm wearing today right now uh, or what's going to happen tomorrow. I just trust that 
how I'm going to eat tonight is is in his hands. It's not in mine. And that joy, just that joy right there alone. I had money. I've been up. I had uh, I had numerous businesses before COVID. I've been up financially, and I was miserable. I was born and raised Catholic, Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, miserable. Mm-hmm. Lose but, everything, have right. nothing. I'm the joyous I've ever been because I found Christ. Well, yeah, your relationship with 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 Jesus, absolutely, Lucas. Qu- quick, couple quick questions. You don't have to uh, give us your exact age if you don't want to, but what age range are you in? I'm 37. You're 37. Okay. So you're young because I'm a grandmother, so you're young. But Lucas, um, I'm going to let Adam comment, but I just want to say this to you. God put it on your heart to somehow do something in the in Catholic ministry in the Catholic world obviously because you were drawn to to um, you were pulled to Hansville Alabama for that for that Catholic job right so God, obviously to me that is the Holy Spirit putting on your heart go in this direction and you did and and yes maybe it didn't it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out with the, them getting your application or the the person being too busy because of the holiday season I don't ever see that as a closed door, Lucas. I have been in ministry for over 30 years, and I will tell you that almost always when God is putting something on your heart, it it isn't smooth sailing right away. You're going to hit these roadblocks and these hurdles and these things that are going to happen. If you stay focused to the original uh, intent and what God put uh, deeply into your soul, Lucas, I believe that, that God is bringing you back home to to um, the fullness of Holy Mother Church. You know, it's very interesting, Lucas. You're in Hansville, Alabama. Right before we started this show, for some reason, I felt the need to talk to Adam about the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament, which is in Hansville, Alabama. Do you think that is an, a coincidence, Lucas? I don't. I think that's God, because God knew we were going to receive your call you said yes. You called in. Lucas, this is all part of the plan. This is all part of the journey. I truly believe it. What do you say to that, Adam? Yeah, Deb, I mean, you, you know, uh, so Lucas, first off, um, God bless you. You know, I, I've not been tested in that way. Um, who knows if I will be, but in a sense, I, I would just encourage you that conversion is the fruit that you can bring out of this. And, and it sounds like that's what you're doing by, by having less and, and not having security and then relying on him more completely. That is conversion. That is a growth in trust in Jesus. And so God is bringing good out of the situation that you're in, as, by the way, if God can bring good out of any situation, um, ultimately. So that's wonderful, Lucas. Um, but yeah, Deb, I mean, it's interesting. You know, I've lived long enough now to see that providence is real, and there often are not coincidences in the spiritual life. So, um, yeah, I mean, if Lucas, you know, obviously I'm not saying anything in terms of like promises or anything, but I would, I would say maybe go visit that shrine if you can, if it's doable. Um, you know, spend a little time there in prayer because for whatever reason, we were talking about that before we came on the air, and out of the whole world, uh, you know, how many how many millions of people are listening, somebody calls that's right in that neighborhood. So that, you know, I would take that as an encouragement and maybe go um, visit there, pray a little bit, um, and and uh, see what comes of it. Have a chat with the people that run the shrine. 
Yeah, I totally agree. What do you say, Lucas? Do you know about the shrine? I do, and that's actually, it was uh, one of the most beautiful services I've ever been to. It is just, it, it, if people don't know about it, there's not just the shrine, but there's a couple other monasteries in the area that I haven't mm-hmm. actually visited yet. But uh, just to hear, like, the the sisters sing the chorus and doing Latin, like, part, part of the sacrament was in Latin, and it was... Uh, It'll bring tears to your eyes, even if you haven't, like, for me, I haven't actually cried in about 20-some years, and it it was able to bring tears to my eyes just mm-hmm. by how beautiful the service was, how incredible the, like, I'm, I'm just going to call it the campus. I'm not sure what the actual term is, but right, the right. entire area is just, you just, well, I, I can easily spend a day mm-hmm. there. I have nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, and then but, just. The right. other thing too is like the the Holy Rosary every day, being mm-hmm. able to pray that mm-hmm. every single day and right. have multiple options too. To me, like that is one of the most important things that a lot of Catholics are, at least in my world, what I've been seeing is like people disregard it as just oh, it's mm-hmm. just like it's a nice little piece to gift to somebody for their baptism or their com- uh, mm-hmm. first right. communion, but well, it's. Lo- Lucas, you got, okay, I want you to do us, do us a little favor here. Um, and let me get confirmation from the, the uh, show team. Um, Lucas, stay on the line. I need you, to, if you can, give your um, contact information to our producer, uh, Tim Mott, um, or uh, Carol, um, or Libby, please. And, and um, I would pray about it, Lucas. I, I, you do whatever you want. This is your life and your journey, okay? But I just feel strongly you need to persevere. You're in, it sounds like you're in a beautiful, safe place in Hansville, Alabama. You've got some good weather. You feel like you're, you're, you're um, in a joy-filled, beautiful, blessed, sacred place. Absolutely. Um, so, Lucas, it just if you can give your contact information, um, it, I, I, I want to personally, if I can, uh, speak with you for a couple reasons, uh, if I can, and um, if you feel uh, open to it. But, Lucas, there's a reason you called in. I believe, I personally believe that this is going to be the beginning of a lot of beautiful major life changes for you. I feel it strongly. Uh, and I'll tell you about it when we speak privately. And uh, it's amazing, Lucas. Uh, God is God is working. He's working very fast and he's working with everybody who loves him and you love him. And so please if you can do that, um let's let's let it um go right there. Lucas is giving his information right now. We're going to move to David in Cleveland, Ohio. David, I'm very emotional. Please forgive me. You're listening on AM 1260 The Rock. Welcome, David. Yes, thank you. And yes, I, I, yes, I, I forgive you for being emotional. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, go right okay. ahead. Well, okay. Well, um, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to celebrate the third, third Sunday of Advent. Joy, Gal, rejoice Sunday, Gal Dante. Um, I'm just calling to, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up as much as I can, but. Uh, I think I may have forgot some of it, but I'm just I'm just commenting on on uh, the forgiveness for both how I forgave others and how others have forgiven me for all the offenses uh, that that I've made and then of course they made. Um, I want to pray for these guys who um, uh, I, I I forgot what issues I brought up, but they they prayed over me. They put 
they did this prayer where they put their their hands on me, and also one of them found out. I guess I, I didn't say anything, but noticed that I had a relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary. So they prayed the Hail Mary over me. So I I've been uh, concentrating on saying those marrying prayers to myself, and uh, uh, probably the um, the only thing that that still uh, that still bothers me is um, when uh, others uh, like to control me, and I'm talking about where uh, they're they just made you their puppet, and they're they're telling you, you know, what to do, and a lot of times you you know you don't you don't want to do it because because the fact that, that that's all they're doing is just telling you which way to go and how to act. So I'm just calling to find out if that's through also a prayer of forgiveness or uh, prayer prayer to the to the Virgin Mary and maybe Jesus Christ. Uh, but uh, but also because uh, um, I was suffering from uh, poor circulation and um, uh, just uh, in June of this year, my 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 uh, circulation got back to normal and. My legs aren't swelling as they used to. So, so David, thank thank you for calling in. Um, yeah, I mean, forgiveness is part of the Advent journey. It's part of the Christian journey all the time. And that touches on something I wanted to, to recap because maybe it'll be helpful to you. You know, our Advent challenge that we, we did last year and we're doing this year as an encouragement is that in each week of Advent, we're going to, everybody is going to try to read one entire gospel try to really root out one sin in your life, try to really forgive one person that you feel has harmed you, and then do one significant act of kindness. And that doesn't have to be involve money, it's just some personal act of kindness to another person. Um, so yeah, forgiveness is a big deal, but of course, David, you don't want to let other people tell you how to think or behave. Um, you want to, you know, as presumably as a Catholic or as a, as a Christian, um, making a presumption there, you want to rely on the Ten Commandments to stay in a state of grace, so, so don't commit those for sure, no matter what anybody says, and try to live a good Christian life. And it's, you know, I, I don't know where you're at in your journey, but, but it's about that conversion and those, those four challenges that we've had for Advent may be helpful. Mm -hmm. Right, like next week is, is love, correct? The twenty fourth. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna and we're gonna be live uh, next week, David. I'm so glad um, you me we mentioned that because we're gonna be live receiving calls right into Christmas Eve, um, and so we're we're very excited about that. So um, we want to we want to spend time with the Spirit World family. So David, thank you so much for that call from Cleveland, Ohio. We appreciate it. We're gonna start to wrap up this this particular uh, show of the Spirit World. So call us again anytime. We love to hear um, the calls coming in. That's very important. Robert from Tennessee uh, left a prayer, a very urgent prayer intention, and um, it's an on, it's an ongoing thing that they're dealing with and the grief of this, but. It's urgent because it still is very is very intense. And so, folks, we're going to ask the Spirit World family to please, please pray for Robert and his family. Robert called and wants prayers for peace. 23 years ago, his daughter was, she was drugged, gang raped, and her body was never found. He's asking for prayers for the people who did, who did this to her and his family. 
And it's very, very difficult, even though it's many years later. Of course, Robert, of course it's difficult. This, is your, this was your daughter. And so this should have never happened. And so we have to pray for peace, forgiveness, everything that goes along with it. But again, this idea of trusting God continuously and practicing the trust, we must all do that. Uh, Adam, right? Because we are dealing with some really tough things like Robert's family has been dealing with for 23 years. Others are going, have their crosses that they're carrying. It's tough. So trust God more than what we're all going through. Um, Lou, we literally have a minute, one minute. I'm so sorry. In Queens, New York on Sirius XM 130. Can you go real quick, Lou? Jeez, don't worry about it. I made a point about tomorrow is the Pope's birthday Mm -hmm. and that uh, we should pray for him. Yes, absolutely should pray for him. I just want to make a comment that uh, St. Faustina has a diary entry with the Pope's birth date uh, prophesizing about the turmoil that we were going to experience in our church, and that's what we're going through Mm -hmm. today. Uh, We need to think on the larger scale that we really need to to get our church, the Universal Church, back on path. And that's it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Advent. Thank you. God bless you very much. God bless you all. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being so patient and waiting pretty much the entire show. You are amazing. Um, uh, Matt and the others, we're not going to get to you uh, this show, um, but we will. Uh, we can get to you uh, next Saturday because, like I said, we are live uh, during Christmas Eve weekend. And, Adam, I'm excited about that. A lot of show hosts uh, take off for, the, for Christmas, and w- that's wonderful. They need to be with their families. And, and and they travel. We've decided to go live and answer calls and really bring the Spirit World family together. And we're going to talk about um, family time and what it means and Christmas and what it and being around family and the interactions we're having. Are we staying in the moment? It is so wonderful. And I just wanted to say thank you to. Um, Uh, the Take Two family, because you're listening a lot today, and you're the ones that are sending me in beautiful messages. And all of you said, Debbie, we're so used to you uh, having showing the tears and getting emotional. You don't have to apologize. Thank you so much, you guys. See, they know me, Adam. (laughs) Any final comments? Just that this was a wonderful show. Everybody, please pray for our callers today. This was a great example of the human condition and trying to maintain joy in the human condition. So please, everybody, pray for all the callers today, as we will. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. And we want to thank our producer, Tim Mott, did a fantastic job. We want to thank EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and all the affiliates that are carrying this show. We want to thank our call screeners, the show team, Carol and Libby. You guys are awesome. And until, well, for Adam Bly, until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed Advent. We'll see you real soon.